I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. And it's um, a little bit of a bittersweet pleasure to welcome you this evening to uh, the opening night of the closing program of this season. Here we are in the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco. It's Friday, April 27th. And this evening we'll see the company's new production of Helgi Thomason and Yuri Posakov's Don Quixote with new sets and costumes, um, the scenic and costume design both by Martin Park Ladinas, and that will be very exciting. As many of you know, of course, these Meet the Artist interviews are recorded, and I would like to welcome those people who may be listening at a later date. Um, the Center for Dance Education produces Meet the Artist interviews, produces the Points of View programs, and our last Points of View for this season will be next Wednesday, the uh, second, I think, um, over in the Veterans Building, and this program only will be in the Herbst Theater. And I will be in conversation with artistic director Helgi Thomason and um, technical director Christopher Dennis. And they will be talking about combination of this production, which will be colorful and exciting all by itself. And we've also, um, we want to say a few words about some of the excitement that is planned for next season. And I'm hoping that you've all seen the announcement about next season. Um, I encourage you to go to the San Francisco Ballet website, sfballet.org, where you can catch podcasts of these programs and, of course, all of the updates about what the company is up to. And boy, is it going to be an exciting summer and fall and then next season. So without further rambling, I want to say that it's just a pleasure that this evening we are closing out the season with principal dancer Francis Chung. Hi, everybody. And there are lots of good reasons why it will be fun to talk with Francis, but among the best reasons is that she will be making her debut as Kitri in Don Quixote this weekend. So. As we get started in conversation, um, I think it's, I don't know, logically organized to start a little bit chronologically and to just review your wonderful arc of career here with San Francisco Ballet. And if I remember correctly, you joined the company in the year 2000? 2001. 2001. And be, prior to that, I think it's wonderful to have noted um, Perhaps in your own words, where did you train and how did you start? I'm originally from Canada, Vancouver, Canada, and I trained. I started ballet when I was five in a community center, and my parents just wanted to keep me and my sister busy, so we ran around in the community center. We had piano lessons, and then I started getting um, a little serious with ballet, probably starting around 12 years old, and I trained with the Vancouver Go Ballet Academy, um, and then uh, probably at around 15, I started getting really serious, traveling, doing competitions, um, and then I joined San Francisco Ballet when I was 17, 
and I've been here ever since. I'm fascinated by the whole competition thing. And for maybe you tell us a little bit about, um, you certainly won a competition or two. Um, well, my final years uh, in Vancouver, my teachers really encouraged me to kind of go out and see what else there was in the world of dance, and so they encouraged me to do <clears throat> several competitions, one being the Prix de Lausanne in Switzerland, um, another being the Adeline Jenne Awards, and I think what it mostly did for me was just uh, help me gain experience in terms of dancing in front of a much larger audience. Um, as well as just seeing just how many dance, how many talented dancers there are in the world, and um, and how they can inspire me. Um, yeah, because I think before that it was. Uh, I mean, I came from a relatively small school, and it wasn't attached to a company like the school has here, and so I didn't have um, too many older dancers to look up to. Um, Aside from the few, actually, that would uh, graduate from my school and come back home to visit their family and take class and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it was very eye-opening and scary, uh, but I think it was a really good challenge for me and definitely uh, pushed me to a higher level, I guess. So you took, um, what, what medal did you take at the Prix de Lausanne? I was a finalist and prize winner, and it allowed me uh, to have a full summer in Boston, which was another new experience. I had six weeks of Boston Ballet uh, when I was 15, I believe, 15 or 16. And they actually... Um, uh, at the end of the summer program, uh, they offered me a job, but my parents insisted that I finish high school, so here I am. <laughs> parents do that. I, uh, well, so just to fast forward, um, you were promoted to principal dancer in 2009, I think. Sounds about right, I think. <laughs> Somebody can check. Um, anyway. Two or three years ago, and it's been really fun to watch you coming out in all kinds of the different principal roles available. You. you dance a pretty eclectic repertoire, and I think that's what makes you editorializing here a valuable dancer. Um, you were the cover dancer for this program that had Chroma, and that could hardly be more contemporary movement. <clears throat> Last year, you danced the lead in the ballet Coppelia, which is just classical technique. <laughs> and then this year, it's Don Itzkitri. Say a few words about how you feel about dancing contemporary versus the classics, and I'm not going to make you say which is your favorite. <laughs> um, uh, well, I think to begin with, most dancers train pure in pure classical ballet, and so um, when it comes to doing something like Donkey, actually, uh, side note, Donkey was my very first pas de deux, uh, that I did, or that they taught me in my school. So I actually have a video of me when I was 12 <laughs> in the summer program at my school, and. Um, I should probably go back and look at it, but... Careful, it'll end up on YouTube. <laughs> um, so, 
it's uh, it's almost a part of my body. Like I've grew up since I was little, um, basically preparing myself to do something like this. And so um, I guess it's a dream come true when I open it on Sunday. Um, in terms of the repertoire that we do here in San Francisco, I think what's most engaging to us dancers, probably as well as the audience, is the fact that we do such a diverse rep. And uh, I think as rewarding as it is, it's also very challenging because um, it, I guess it requires different muscles um, I don't know how it works in actual uh, physics or just like the anatomy of my body, but I feel different pains <laughs> when I'm doing a certain roles. And I think interchanging between the two is probably what's most difficult about it. Um, but uh, when it, I guess it uh, doesn't override uh, the rewards that we reap from it. And something like Chroma is one of my favorite pieces, it's not a ballet, I guess, uh, that we do in the last two years that we've done Chroma, I think. Um, mainly because it's something new. It's something uh, that I've never put my body through <laughs> before, uh, musically as well as physically. Um, and yeah, the movement is initiated differently than it is when we do classical ballet. It's in flat shoes, so you're not on point. And um, I don't know, what else is there to say? Oh, that was pretty good. Um, I want to turn your attention to the classical works. Um, as a sort of former teacher and as an audience member, I will say that you, when you come out on stage and start to do a variation, I sit back in comfort and know that it will go from beginning to end with absolute, you know, if I were the gymnastics score, I'd say absolute tens. You I make, wish I got the same way going into <laughs> You make your turns, your jumps are high, your beats are clean, your positions are clean. And so my next, my question to you is, um, what gives you the, or, or do you have a comfort level doing classical work and classical variations? Mm, absolutely. Um, like I said, it's something we've done since we were little, so I feel very comfortable with it. Um, at the same time, I feel like my technique, my ballet technique is changing every year. Like I figure out new things about uh, my body and ways to, um, I guess, make it more comfortable uh, without really, um, I don't know, there's this term we use, like gripping your muscles. It's more um, like letting your uh, body relax into the floor and letting the movement come. It's more circular as opposed to uh, linear, I guess. I guess that's a new discovery uh, for me lately, um, but that's one of the joys that I find in dance, like constantly uh, challenging myself in, um, I guess, pushing myself to be better. I mean, with ballet, you it's never perfect. We're, we're perfectionists, but we'll never get there, so I guess 
that's the greatness of ballet. We're constantly evolving and, um, and of course, other dancers and, and their techniques, they, uh, we kind of challenge each other and inspire each other, so there's that. Um, but I guess also m more than that is um, all the technique is just a base for you know, your upper body and that's also, uh, every day is a new discovery, like being able to use my technique to be able to present to the audience to tell the story and to um, uh, be able to translate the emotion and um, like the depth of what the dance is actually about. And so I think my reason for um, working really hard in terms of like the technique side is to be able to not worry about that so that I can, in a story ballet like this, tell the story without having to worry too much about uh, the steps. That was a perfect segue to talking about telling a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, looking back over your repertoire over 10 years of core and solo work and principal work, um, do you enjoy being able to dance a character? And have you had the opportunity to do many characters? Um, I definitely enjoy a good story ballet. Uh, we do a lot of uh, more interpretive contemporary pieces. So it's nice to come on stage and I guess uh, be able to feel the audience uh, know exactly you know, where you're going with this. Even if it's a simple love story or, you know, uh, this is a, a comedy, um, so it's, it's, it's not too complicated. <laughs> um, but, you know, even with a, a more dramatic ballet, it's, um, I guess, with interpretive ballets, you have more freedom. Um, making up for your own stories and every night can be something different in your own mind as you're dancing. With something like this, uh, I guess it's the same story, but I, I'm hoping with each night, you know, you'll have little different details, you know, that you can keep, uh, for myself, keep, uh, keep myself interested in what I'm doing. And um, uh, I think one thing that'll be a little bit, uh, or it has been challenging is just being to, uh, or really working on my pantomime with a story ballet like this. It's, um, I think it's really important, uh, the, all the little in-between stuff. You know, there's the main pas de deux and the fouette turns and all of that, which can be um, nerve-wracking. But I think for me, actually, what I'm most nervous about is all the in-between stuff, uh, my connection with my father, who doesn't want me to marry Basilio, and then obviously my connection with Basilio, and, and uh, you know all the little moments that I have with him, that I get to you know roll my shoulder or you know wink at him or flirt with him and be sassy with him. So, uh, yeah, those those are the things that I'm focusing on right now as I'm rehearsing for Don Q. And this may not be a fair thing to do, but just compare doing Swanilda in last year's Capilla with Kitri. I sort of, from an audience point of view, walk out of the theater with the same feeling, that I've seen something fun, that I've seen something 
not heavy and a lot of hard but satisfying dancing. But that's me in the audience. What kind of comparison would you make? Well, it's similar in that it's fun. It's a comedy. Uh, hopefully, the audience will laugh at the right moments. Um, I think the difference uh, mainly is that Don Quixote has a, a, an added element of uh, this like Spanish flair. And like I said um, earlier, it's a ballet that I'm actually quite familiar with, so I, I feel comfortable, you know, with my hands on my hips. And um, I, I don't know if we have a lot of Spaniards in the company, so I can learn from them. <laughs> But um, yeah, there's an added, uh, on top of the character of Kitri, there's a, an added element of um, uh, Spanish flair. <laughs> Leaving Don Quixote for just a minute, look back over this, the season and point to a couple of highlights in your own dancing and in something that might have been a breakthrough moment for the company? Um, honestly, the season goes by really <laughs> fast. And when I look back, or I guess because the season is so jam-packed, when we're not performing here with you guys in the opera house, we're rehearsing. Actually, as we're performing here in the Opera House, we're also rehearsing. Sometimes, usually, if it's not the last ballet or program of the season, we're rehearsing the next program. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's hard to um, look forward and look back because I spend a lot of time in the present, or making myself stay in the present, <laughs> taking one step at a time or else it goes a little, it's a little chaotic, but um, let me think. I think a, hu a big um, leap for me in terms of, uh, uh, as me being an artist, is um, being able to learn and perform uh, Yuri's new ballet this year, which was Francesca de Rimini. Um, I actually learned it after it was already choreographed and set. So uh, during Nutcracker, we took a video, and um, Carlos, who's a new soloist, he had just joined then, so we spent a lot of time in the studio rehearsing with Joan, actually, because he had learned the ballet um, first, and so we spent a good, like, um, two, three weeks learning it, and then Yuri came, and that was a really satisfying few weeks of... Um, I don't know, being dramatic. I, I remember having a lot of fun dying on stage <laughs> and just letting loose and um, being free in that sense, even though um, it's a gut-wrenching story. It's, it's uh, very dramatic. Um, there's a love triangle. Um, but that was a really satisfying time in my season. <laughs> well. Perhaps there is a lot of tragedy and dying in the repertoire. Maybe that's lying ahead of you. <laughs> we want to save a few minutes for asking the audience if they'd like to ask you questions. And I can think of other things to ask, but why don't we see if someone out here would like to put a question to uh, Francis? Yeah. 
The question is, um, what's it like to partner with the different men in the company? Does it ask you to dance differently, for instance, or your own response? That's actually a very good question, because in this production of Don Q, there are um, three key trees and six bazalios. So we each have two partners, which has been difficult to juggle, considering um, we ended our last program, what, two? Week, two, three weeks ago. Um, so I, I, we actually haven't had too much time. Um, you just find time. But the difference, I mean, luckily we have amazing men in this company who can partner really well. And, uh, and I'm really, really excited to be dancing uh, with Vitor and, and Carlos and Don Q. And, um, with them, I really don't have to do anything too different because they're they are um, just. Uh, I mean, we work together on everything, and um, they've both been in the studio with me. And um, I mean, there are slight differences. Carlos is a bit taller, so lifts are, are slightly scary. I'm a little farther <laughs> higher off from the ground, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I do some more contemporary uh, ballets with certain people and more classical ballets with certain men. And so, um, I don't know. I, I really like uh, the process of working with my partner and like being able to um, uh, just work on our grips or, you know, our, our, uh, our balance of each other. And, and then, of course, you know, the the story side, flirting with them and all of that, but the flirting part. Um, another question, let me look over here first and then we'll get back to you, yeah. Is there a part you haven't done yet that you would like to do? Fun question, is there a part you haven't done yet that you would really like to do? Um, I think uh, with classical full-length ballets, for me, it was always Swan Lake and Don Quixote. So I haven't done Swan Lake yet. I would love to, uh, you know, tackle that one <laughs> eventually. Um, other ballet, I guess there are choreographers that I would love to work with again that I've worked with before, like Wayne McGregor, who's coming again next year. Um, Yuri, I can work with him all the time. He's wildly passionate, but a genius, so I'd work with him any day. Great. Okay. Can you repeat the question? I didn't hear all of it. Um, I think the question was about uh, contemporary movement, like initiating my body differently with different uh, styles of movement. Um, I mean, I think for me as a dancer, there's, um, whether it's classical or contemporary, I mean, I'm me, so I always go, uh, I kind of approach something, whether it's contemporary or classical, the same way, and I think there's just certain um, I guess differences with classical ballet, 
when you're in point shoes, um, it just adds a different element than when you're in flat shoes or more contemporary work. Um, for example, like something like Artifact or uh, Foresight Ballet, um, a lot of it is off balance, and when you're with a partner, your um, your balance is in the center, and uh, uh, say you're holding hands with your partners, and your hand is where the center of the balance is. In classical ballet, you're kind of more on your leg. Um, I don't know, I'm not going very far with this, but um, I guess in general, just uh, when it comes to initiating um, movement with certain parts of my body, I always think of uh, starting with my core. And uh, the tendency when we uh, are challenged with something that's really difficult is to um, uh, get excited and a lot of our energy is up top, whereas I think it's really important, um, you know, to just have our energy um, grounded and uh, a lot of it just comes with experience. Even after doing one show, like I feel like my first on cue show, uh, it'll be high energy and sometimes you just, you can't, uh, those things you can't change, but with a second performance, um, I don't know, yeah, experience. And then also sometimes I think of marking, you know, not doing something full out, and uh, a lot of times that actually, the outcome is a lot better than, you know, putting full force of, full power into something. We have time for one more question, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. This gentleman was just giving Francis an incredible compliment and saying that he enjoys her stage presence and her dancing. And I don't know, I'm looking at the clock and I think the magic hour has come. And I want to thank you so much for participating with us today. My pleasure. I know that you all enjoy Francis dancing. I want you all to enjoy this performance very, very much, and I want to see you all again next season. Enjoy the performance.